everybody. Welcome to another episode of One More Minute for a special episode featuring the Melissa Mitchell. It has been a wonderful and incredible week for her. She just launched a brand new book, a coloring book called Color and Manifest. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, we know Melissa's a superstar who just so happens to be my big sister. And she's going to tell us everything about her coloring book, the power of manifestation, and why even during this quarantine, you can still follow your dreams and manifest the life that you want. So we'll go ahead and get started. Thank you so much, Melissa, for joining us for a special episode of One More Minute. Um, and we have so many questions for you. The first question is, why color and manifest? Why did you decide to do a coloring book? Well, when I think about my own personal journey um, to finding my why and my when, my where and my how, um, I think the, at the pit of all of that, beyond just confidence and what God had for me, is the power of color. And so I think I really unlocked something that was deeply hidden over the years um, through using color. Um, I can think back even to when I was little, everybody wants to wear black. I always found a, wear, found a way to wear something really bright, something colorful, something, you know, just different. And so that was always my lane of expression. And so when it came to finding my niche um, with what color meant to me, um, the moment I put that, that brush to canvas, something really, really came alive. And so I really, really correlate the power of color um, to manifest. And so once I started painting, once I started speaking, believing in myself and doing a lot of magnificent things, I said, there's got to be something with this whole color and manifest. And so when I had the opportunity to um, have my next project, I thought the best way to do it would be to have a book that incorporated coloring and manifesting at the same time. So you talked about the power of color and manifestation. Why is manifestation so important? I think, you know, a lot of people use that word. as like a buzzword, like manifest, manifest, manifest. Mm-hmm. But what does mm-hmm. it mean to you? And why is that so important um, to, about, to getting to the next level? Well, I think manifest, like you said, is a little bit overused some days um, because I think people just think it's a cool and hip thing to do, but it's a lot of deep soul work that, that I've done to even be able to, to understand that word and to use that word. Um, but I think that manifesting overall means setting a goal, um, being unwavering in your results, but being open to the route. And so for me, when I think about um, wanting to have the kind of life that I wanted to have, um, being the kind of person I wanted to be, I always said, you know, I would love to be a millionaire, be able to take care of my family, travel the world, do this and do that, right? So I thought it was go to college, get married, have 2.5 kids, you know, uh, work for a big corporation, have a house with a white picket fence and all those great things. But, you know, quickly we learned that our plans are not always what God has for us. And so I think once dad passed away um, and we saw a lot of things go a different way than what we imagined, I knew that what I wanted was not enough for, or wasn't really t- totally in alignment with what God wanted. So I think before I even started wanting to quote-unquote manifest, I knew that I had to do some deep, deep work. And so manifesting to me is truly goal-setting but being open to the, to the route. So when it came to, you know, painting, I never knew I'd be a painter. I mean, growing up, of course, I was, you know, uh, living out loud but never knew that would be the route. So I said, Lord, you know, whatever your will is, that's what I want it to be. And so the more I began to trust God on the small things, the big things became easier to accomplish. Now, you mentioned about, like, soul searching and doing, like, some soul healing. What are some things that you've done mm-hmm. to heal your soul and search your soul? Um, for me, it was a lot of reading. Um, 
I mean, a lot of books and I'm, and I'm a reader, but I'm like a skimmer too. So I like, let me get to the meat of this. Um, you know, I understand like the power of, of, I forgot the name of the book. I'm, I'm going blank a little bit there, but I think for me, it was really about just being consistent. Um, so some of the work I've done in addition to reading, it's a lot, a lot of listening, you know, you know, Mike Murdoch, Robert Zink, um, there's a guy with UR Creators. He does a lot of great um, um, guided readings and, and listening sessions. But what I started to do, I started to write down my goals every single day, at least 22 times. Robert Zink talked about the power of manifesting and how important it is to pick something that you believe in and kind of focus in on that every day. And so I made my goals like a part of my routine. So every morning I'm a master manifester. I have all that I need. Money comes to me easily without effort. Um, I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, I'm whole, I'm deserving of a, of a beautiful life. And so really it's kind of finding some things that I wanted to focus on and re- repetitiously pouring into myself every single day, all day, putting up post-it notes, um, you know, listening to things, recording my own voice, playing it back and really, really focusing on that. So I think soul work looks a little bit different based upon your religion or your beliefs. Um, but it's, it, for, for me, it was picking those key statements, those key scriptures, um, those key phrases that kind of spoke to where I was trying to be and just and really, really just focusing on those things almost every day. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. We are in such unprecedented times. There's so many things happening. We're on court. We're in a quarantine. You know, a lot of us are locked up in the house. There are a lot of creatives that are, their creativity is being stifled a bit, right? Their opportunities are yeah. drying up. Um, plans that they had are just kind of unraveling jobs and opportunities they had are like no longer there because of our social distancing. We're encouraged to stay in the Mm -hmm. house. Now part of your story is in 2014 that, you know, your Mm -hmm. dream came alive, you know, in your Mm -hmm. bedroom, you became an artist by accident. What is some advice you would give to someone that has gifts, has ideas, and they don't know how to birth them? How can they use this time to birth the next big idea how can they use mm-hmm. this time to become an influencer, how to be a more effective creator, and really set their dreams in motion? Well, I think this, I mean, not only is this particular time in history unique, but this time um, technology-wise is, like, unprecedented. Like, we could literally Google how to start a car with no key, you know, on YouTube. So I think we have a lot of information that is at our fingertips. You can start a website for free. You can um, have all of these different social media accounts. Um, you can create a brand from the comfort of your own bedroom um, and become a millionaire. Um, I think for me, um, whenever I'm not necessarily producing something creative, I'm always researching. Um, I'm constantly watching documentaries about other artists, um, about business women, um, about women who've broken the barriers. Um, we all know how much I love Sarah Blakely. Um, but, you know, Sarah Blakely was saint. But if you go to the root of their story, there was always a turning point. Like, you know, she lost 11 of her closest friends. She started spanked in the bedroom of her best friend that passed away. Um, so everybody took something that wasn't very favorable in their life and made it something very bright, and that became, like, their impetus to become something. So I think as influencers or want to be influencers, take this time to research if this is what you really want to do. Um, everybody, I always say everybody's at home, just DM folks. Um, I did a lot of blind DMing when I first started um, to just got, get some insight, you know, from different people. Um, I did a lot, a lot of research. Um, I really took time to figure out what my lane would look like. Even if there was somebody in my lane, what could I do differently? Why would it be me? Um, I began to write down companies that I wanted to work for, whether it was a long shot or not. So I think this time, this is a perfect time for a manifester um, because this is where the seeds are planted. 
Um, you think about, because I've been recently started doing some self-care and doing gardening, and the one thing that every instruction said, the deeper that you go and plant your seed, the more likely that your plant will grow. And so that was, I was like, wow, I'm like reading the instructions. I'm like, this is what gardening is about. And so it took a lot of energy to get it down there deep. But I went outside today and I just planted a rose bush last week and I have blooms already um, on the actual rose bush. So for me, I think that is so indicative of this quarantine time that we need to go deep into ourselves. We need to really, really begin to pour into ourselves, nourish ourselves every day, use this most unique time in history that we're being isolated and alone and really, really nourish and pour into ourselves. I think that's really important. Um, and there's really no magic formula. I mean, um, one of my most recent favorites is Tabitha Brown, and she just posted something on Mother's Day talking about, you know, through just three years ago she was having terrible migraines, didn't know what to do, and she ended up um, watching a documentary on food and saying, you know what, I'm going to become vegan. And her choice to take that migraine, that darkness, um, to become a vegan chef has now made her America's mom, right? So... You just never know that turning point. But what she had been doing was creating and still creating content every single day. So if nothing else, create, create, create. Even if it's to share with no one else, you'll get in the practice of doing something every day. Because guess what? When your career takes off, you won't have time to stop and create. People are like, hey, we need about 30 different episodes of one more minute. What can you do for us? And you're like, oh, shoot, I don't have time. But if you spent this quarantine time coming up with all of this material, guess what? You'll have nothing but great things to share because you took your quote unquote downtime to really, really prepare for what God was about to do for you. And I think that's my, my biggest, my biggest piece of advice is to create, create, create research, 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 and just prepare, prepare, prepare. A lot of times we pray for things where we don't earnestly um, prepare for them. And so we leave ourselves out in the dark, kind of just like, man, you know, why isn't it happening to me? But why would I ever pray for a million dollars? if I don't have a plan, you know? So I think that this time right now, should be really be used to be preparing for whatever it is that we want. Now, you said something that was great. Um, you talked about planting the seed, watering mm-hmm. it, and your mm-hmm. dreams kind of blossoming. Why is mm-hmm. it important to water your own garden? I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. we're, mm-hmm. we're in, mm-hmm. you know, the race to our dreams or, you know, things happen mm-hmm. to our left. We're about mm-hmm. people on our left and our right. Why should mm-hmm. we stay focused on what we want to do and not what other people are doing? Because, of course, everybody has a different opportunity. Everybody has right. a different situation. Mm-hmm. No formula is right. But why should you water your own garden, plant your own seeds, and not worry about what everybody else is growing? Well, you know, the thing about life is that there are no guarantees, and I think that it's easy to allow social media and just the world in general to make us feel resentful of somebody else's, like, success, right? So it's like, wow, you know, how did Melissa get to deal with so-and-so? How did Melissa get to deal with so-and-so? We're only seeing a fraction of the story. So while I may want, you know, ooh, I want to have twins and live in a billion-dollar house and all these things, nobody saw the many miscarriages that led up to that possible, you know, pregnancy or all the bankruptcies that had to happen for them to become the billionaires. And so people need to be cognizant of what you're praying for and not covet what somebody else says. If you're going to pray for my story, you're going to get all the darkness and the light, right? So it's, it's really, really, it's really almost uh, offensive to God to ask for somebody else's life because you're saying your life is not good enough. And, and it's almost a slap in God's face who is a master creator and saying, hey, what you created is not dope enough. I want that. And so I think for me, um, I don't ever want God to be angry at me. So I said, well, let me just be grateful for what I do have, and let me roll with that. And I think that once mm-hmm. you really become content with what God has given you, he can give you a whole lot more, but you have to stay in a place of gratitude and a place of contentment and stay right where you are. 
Mm, that's awesome. Those, those are yeah. good nuggets. Hope you all enjoy this because she is giving us <laughs> the blueprint to life. You know, yeah, she's my sister, so I get this all the time. But yeah, she just has so many great encouraging words for people, and just to you know to keep going and to be to have gratitude and to be thankful what you do have. Um, one thing that I think is important, um, a part of people's blow up stories is like the rejection part, right? When people tell you mm, no, mm. when you aren't supported, how do you navigate? You know, we have this amazing Cohen book that you came out with, um, Color mm-hmm. Manifest. We also can't forget mm-hmm. your first book, Views from My Kaleidoscope. Um, how yeah. did you navigate through still being encouraged whether mm-hmm. or not you were supported? Because in the beginning, you know, you're making pieces of art on wood. You know, you had to yeah. make people believe it, right? People are, you know, yeah. into clout. Like, if other people talk about it, they're into it. But how did you keep going in the beginning when you sold, like, that one piece of art or you went to art shows and no one bought anything? Or mm-hmm. when, you know, you were selling earrings and, you know. <laughs> yeah. I remember we went to Essence Fest. You tell that story. We went to Essence Fest one year. It might have been 2016, 2017. We had a carload mm-hmm. full of art and earrings and stuff to purchase. Yeah. No one would, no one would buy anything. And then nope. we follow up nope. the next year. Now you yeah. are sitting on a panel in front of yeah. thousands of people. Talk about yeah. that. How that encouraged you to keep going and to not give up. Um, you know, I get teary out when I think about it. Um, I think my tribe really, really helped with that. When I say tribe, I mean like mom. Um, you know, y'all, my sisters, um, even dad in heaven, and my close, close friends. You have to have people in your corner that remind you of how magical you are. Even when you look all dusty and, uh, you know, and magic lists, um, you have people that remind you of that. I think for me, um, that's why I had to write things down because even now I get teary-eyed when I go back and look at my journals because I was always calling myself a billionaire artist working with billion-dollar brands, and that was before I even really knew what I was doing. And so I had to remind myself, hey, like God told you, this is the life that you have. Remember that. And so I, I think I just stayed the course because I knew that something bigger was in store. Um, and I knew I had people that were waiting on me to win. You know, I was like, man, I got too many people watching me. God, I cannot fail. And so I gave the onus back to God. So I began to study the promises of God and said, you did it for Abraham. You did it for Ruth. You did it for Esther. You did it for, you know, all in Moses, all these different people in the Bible. I said, so why is Melissa any different, right? I said, my book needs to be needs to be just as prominent. And I think, you know, even that essence story, like, you know, I had not one piece of anything. sold. I spent weeks and weeks and weeks, spent all my savings trying to get this stuff, get us down to essence festival. And I just kept saying, God, you know, I know you didn't make me a fool. And then I wrote on my board, I said, essence magazine, 2017. I said, I'm going to be an essence magazine. Right. And so yet again, didn't happen. And then by that December, I'll never forget. We went to Kroger that night. Um, it was a cold December night. It was like December, like 14th or 13th. I ended up in Essence Magazine that very same year that I didn't sell anything at Essence Festival. And so I think every time I win, I write that down because I said, if God did it before, he has to do it again. And so what was so exciting about that is that I knew that I had to be my own example. Because I think about even when I went back to like high school, I didn't get into the school of choice. But if I talk to one more person, I end up not only being in that school, but the first president of the entire school. So I know that my story was meant to encourage even myself. And on my journey, I just had to say, if, wait, let me go back to what God did. And that's why it's important that you have like a gratitude journal, because it's so easy to forget what God did before when you're in the midst of waiting on God to move again. And so I encourage people to write down, even your smallest wins. Like we think about even my birthday yesterday, I said, man, I really just want to go to my favorite store and it opened yesterday and after being closed for two and a half months, you know, so that was a major win, but the same God that does the little things to be prayed for 
can also do the major things to be prayed for. So, I, you know, back to your original question, how do I stay encouraged? I have to remember. Uh, one of my favorite songs by uh, Layla Hathaway is called Don't Forget to Remember. You cannot forget, you cannot re- um, forget what God has done. And so I think that is very pivotal as you manifest. Um, you've got to remember that the same God that did it today, <laughs> uh, that did it yesterday, can do it tomorrow, and he did it yesterday as well, and he continues to do that. And so, and guess what? If it doesn't work out, something greater is in store. You know, like it's like my plan isn't the best plan. Something else has to work out. And so that's all I have to hold on to, but I know I don't have, to have all the answers because surely I thought life would look a lot differently, but God was like, you know what? Watch this. Trust me with this, and you'll end up with what you want. And so um, that's really what I stand on and believe in. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so it, I, think, I think the last question I have for you is, mm-hmm. why is your book Color Manifest? Why is that so important? And what should people take away from your book? Um, you know, Color Manifest, so I'm, everybody knows I'm the, queen, I'm the queen of quotes. I'm always, you know, giving you a good, a good nugget every day or two on my Instagram and all my social media channels. But I feel like sometimes you have to see it to read it, to really for it to kind of sink into you. And so I also have portions on there where you can write out um, what you're believing God for. Uh, one of my pages says, um, how will my life story inspire others? And I make you write it out. Um, another page says, what am I most deserving of? And it really makes you sit down and say, why do I deserve this? You know, what did I do to deserve this? Because a lot of times we have all these big prayers, but we don't think we really deserve it. So when I say, Lord, I want X, Y, Z, I deserve it because... And so it really makes you have an onus to your, your next level. Um, one part says, what must I consistently do to see my dreams come, come to life? Um, I think many times we have a dream. It's almost like writing a, a Christmas list, and we just hope that it, we write a Christmas list on December 1st, and that it will magically appear on the 25th of December. But that's not how God operates. God is not Santa Claus, right? And so my book reminds me that uh, when you put pen to paper, stuff gets real, um, it's clearly in scripture, clearly in life. Um, there's an activation that happens when you write things down. It transfers from your mind to the paper. And so um, not only do I like you to read, the, read some good quotes, you write out your plan, you also get the color. So it really activates the left and the right side of your brain. And studies have shown that when you activate all the different levels of your brain and keep that activity going, it really does something different, almost like a synapsis happens. Um, and mm-hmm. so... I want it to be uh, impetus for somebody's next level on um, to just say, hey, when I use that book, X, Y, Z happened for me. And so to be a part of somebody's story is like, that's like one of the greatest achievements that I'll ever have to say, because of you, I did X, Y, Z. Um, and so I know that I'm a conduit of the heavens when it comes to creativity and innovation. And so I literally had this idea. I never forget it, April 13th. Um, I want to say that was like a Sunday. April 13th, um, and then April 14th, that Monday, I woke up and wrote the entire book in one day. <laughs> I wrote it in one day. Um, I had all the drawings over the past year or so. I had been doing all these black and white drawings, and so I got them all together, added those to the book, designed the pages. By the, by the 16th, I had an entire book sent off to my publisher. Uh-huh. Um, the ne- yes, the next week, I had it um, pressed down. I had my... Uh, I had the copy sent to me to approve. We sent it back off to the printer, and they all arrived the Friday before my birthday. Um, so, 
you know, you can imagine the level of pride that I feel to get this out into the world within two and a half, three weeks. But just to know that God gave me something like this in the middle of a pandemic, um, I'm just honored to be, you know, to be used by God um, for such a time as this. And I really wanted to get it out so quickly to encourage people to say, hey, we may not have this time ever again in life. So make sure you seize this moment and really pour into yourself before you go back into the world. And so that's why this is so important for me to do um, during this quarantine time. And I released it on my birthday, which is another big win. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Melissa. You are, you're amazing. Yeah. Um, you're just a, such you. a gift to the world. You know, you just add color into whatever yes. we walk yes. into, into the world. So we yes. appreciate you. You are, you know, mm-hmm. a, a beacon of hope and, you know, positivity. And you are like the poster child possibility. Anything and everything is possible. So before we go, yes. please tell my listeners where they can find you. Okay. Um, the easiest way to find me is on my website with all my goodies on there. It's melissaamitchell.com. And if you're on Instagram, my name on there is ABL Creation. Um, and it's A-B-E-I-L-L-E Creations. That's on Instagram. Um, and just a little fun fact, ABL means honeybee in uh, French. And Melissa means, ABL means honeybee in Arabic. And Melissa means honeybee in French. So, um, I love to use the play on words because I couldn't figure out what I should name my company. And I was like, how can I pay homage to mom and dad and also hold on to my own, you know, identity? And so I wanted something that was kind of ambiguous. You didn't know if it was a man, a woman, a corporation. And so ABO Creations came to life. Um, I want to say like 2013, I wrote it down and then it became the name of the company in 2014. And so ABO Creations is now a thing. And so, um, I'm just glad that I'm able to, you know, share a little bit of my life with people and just and be a, a healer at the same time. Awesome. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. As always, I hope that this podcast blessed you guys. Remember to listen, like, and share. Uh, Melissa is amazing. Hope that you got some gems to buzz through your week and buzz through the rest of the year. Um, and as always, I'll keep giving you mo. Make sure that you share this with your friends and family so they can get these gems too. Talk to you soon. And thank you again so much, Melissa, for joining us.